0: And do things that I don't think you'll learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand them. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that, I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow and Pearl Nelson, military. She'd- it's the Healthy Family Show, and I am your host, Jenny Hatch. So Biden just gave a bizarre speech again, talking about a nurse who brought him her pillow from home. And uh, the meme makers on Twitter are having a lot of fun with this video, just because it was so bizarre. President Biden gave another speech yesterday in which he talked about taxes. So listen to this. That's going to invest in America, lower health costs and protect and strengthen Social Security, Medicare, while cutting the deficit more than two trillion dollars over the next 10 years. But by the way, I want to make it clear, I'm going to raise some taxes. If any of your billionaires out there, you're going to stop paying at 3 percent. Let me just have this conversation. So that went over like a big thudding clunk to the economy, which is tanking. If you hadn't noticed, gonna you raise your taxes. And, uh, then you had Zelensky saying this, which, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this boy has a sense of entitlement to, uh, to everything, including the world's children, your children my children. I wonder if he'd want this done with a conscription or if he'd just be, be happy with volunteers, of which, from what I hear, the volunteers have gone down significantly over the past year. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war, and they will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about and they will be dying. God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. So there's Zelensky talking about how America's sons and daughters will have to fight because this conflict is a NATO conflict. And, uh, we're obligated to help when NATO comes and pleads for the American children to come fight in their wars. You know, I wonder what a war would look like if the children of people from Switzerland and Belgium were on the front lines, like our United States Marine Corps has been on the front lines of just about every skirmish of the past 120 years. Would there even be a war? Would there even be a need for the world to fight it out if Switzerland and Belgium's kids were on the front lines. I actually think that'd be kind of a fun test to see, uh, how that war would go. If their kids were in the trenches on the front lines, fighting it out. So I'm thinking about Joe Biden today. The memes lately have just been spicy. I'm thinking about John Fetterman. There's people in Pennsylvania asking where this man is. They want proof that he's alive because he's not able to do his job. And, you know, there's a side of me that looks at these characters in politics, Biden and Fetterman, especially the most recent because I think of them as being victims of elder abuse and disability abuse. Uh, The people in politics who encouraged these people to run, who told bald-faced lies about the status of their health and have just held them up as puppets, feeding them their lines, telling them what to do, have pretty much abandoned them when when the need was great. I'm thinking of Fetterman. Poor guy. Think of him in D.C. without his family and uh, trying to do this thing not well. And they're reporting he was not able to feed himself or stay hydrated or um, take care of his daily hygiene. And he's just there, you know, trying to do his job. And Does anybody care? You know, does anybody think, Oh, gosh, what can we do to help this person make it go better? It's just sad. And if there wasn't so much at stake with him being the 51st vote, you wonder if they would have even, you know, they would have even pushed this hard, but they were so desperate to keep Dr. Oz from going to the Senate that they propped up Fetterman and just made certain that he was that Senator with that vote. And what comes next? I don't know. I mean. Is he dead? Is he so disabled he can't do his job? It sure looks like it. And I, again, there's this side of me that's compassionate because I think with these two especially, they were probably groomed from the time they were young people, if not children, most definitely into their teens and 20s to do the very things they're doing on the world stage right now. And who knows what level of torture and trauma they live through to get to this point in their lives. So there's that, this side of me that feels a little bit of compassion for that. But then you just have to think about their handlers and their families who are standing by just kind of letting it happen. You know, do they feel threatened? Do they feel like if they step out of line, they'll be messed with or one of their kids will be killed or, you know, how deep does it go? And my guess is it goes pretty deep and that most of these people who are in leadership on the world stage right now, um, have been traumatized. And so as I share my funny stories and my funny memes, it is with a little bit of sadness in my heart, just thinking about what they probably suffered. As they made their way into these positions of power but that being said doesn't mean we have to put up with them staying there and continuing in their role they can be replaced every single one of them every single politician who we suspect and right now the spotlight's on katie hobbs out in arizona it's being reported he's she's got a boot that she's wearing and in the Q drops, it became abundantly clear that various politicians who showed up on the public scene with a boot on their foot were being tracked. And I'm talking about people like John McCain, Hillary Clinton, and many others had boots on their feet. And this this was believed to be hiding uh, tracking monitors that somebody had put on them to make it so they they couldn't flee the country one time. John McCain showed up and he had a boot on his foot. And then a couple days later he had it on the other foot. So I was like, what happened here? And, um, so some of us have been watching for the boots and Katie Hobbs showed up publicly with, with one the other day. And so it, it just makes me wonder what's happening behind the scenes. I do think there's so much we're not seeing. And we, we may never, we never see, we may never see it all, but, uh, the links between the Arizona politicians and the cartels and the money streams and the ho- fake house sales and kickbacks and bribes. It sounds like Arizona's got it all. And I honestly, I think most States have got some level of corruption, uh, bubbling under the surface, but in Arizona, it, it appears that it was quite, um, quite obvious to many that, uh, Things were not as they seemed. I'd love to have Carrie Lake come in as, as governor of Arizona just because I love her so much. Goodness. She's just such a feisty soul. And um, as this all shakes out, it will be fun to see someone like her on the world stage. So if you want to watch the video of President Biden talking about Nurse Pearl whispering, Sweet nothings—it's everywhere right now on Twitter. And uh, just he, he told the story before too. I've seen a video of him saying, telling a similar story before he told told it the other day. So the other big story is um, the demand for student loan relief. There was a big rally on Capitol Hill where uh, the head of the Teachers Union gave a fiery speech. And, you know, as someone who has kids who all paid their way through school, and I watched the sacrifices that they made to pay for their schooling, always working, always hustling. Heck, I had two sons who were selling their own plasma to rustle up money as they went to school. When I heard about that, I was peeved. Because I do think college towns in in particular run on the blood and sweat and tears of their students who, when they work campus jobs, they're lucky if they get seven bucks an hour. If they, if they score a better job, they get more like 10, 11 or 12 bucks an hour, still slave wages. And when you think about what these kids do and going to school and paying their own bills and uh, often working side jobs, it's just maddening to think about the money streams around higher ed and how much is being made by a certain amount of people. And these kids sometimes are just worked to death while they, while they go to school and work. And then for those who've taken out loans and we highly encouraged our kids not to do that if possible. Uh, And with scholarships and hard work and, Uh, a little bit of help from mom and dad in the sense that when we had three kids in university in Utah, we made the decision to go move over there and help feed them just so that they didn't have the cost of a dorm room or a food plan. One of my daughters went over there and got on a food plan. It was like the least expensive food plan at Southern Utah university. And she spent more per month on that food plan than I spent feeding my whole family and it wasn't that great, great of food. So I was like, you know, this, this needs to have a remedy. And my father-in-law passed away. He had been a professor there and the family invited us to come live in the home in exchange for taking care of my husband's disabled sister. So it was a win-win situation. The kids didn't particularly want mom and dad there living alongside them with their college experience. But boy, it saved everybody a lot of money for us to pay for the food. And as we we tried to help each other, we came up with these four kids who were able to graduate with very little debt. And they worked summer jobs and just just really did whatever they could not to take out student loans. And so I'm grateful that we were able to help each other and we were in a position to do that. And the, the family home was there and, you know, everything was great. But, um, and I know not everybody has this, you know, just tremendous blessing. But um, when you see the demands that are being made by these students right now, who are summer are $200,000 in debt, they don't have a degree that will provide them with even income that they could live off of, you know, when I, again, when I think about how much my kids, how much time they spent thinking through the types of degrees they would need to get in order to work good jobs. That's part of it too. You know, you need to think about that. And so you have this huge swath of the American population who has student loan debt that is unsustainable. And, and while I'm, you know, so sympathetic to anyone who finds himself in that situation, um, when you sign the contract to get the loans, you got to pay them back. And so, you know, listen to what Randy says, says here, because she's passionate. She's screaming. She's talking about the 1% versus the rest of us. And, you know, I can understand her pain, but we, we need to educate our kids that if you're going to do this, you need to be prepared to pay it back. were hurting and we helped them and it didn't go to the supreme court to challenge it big businesses were hurting and we helped them and it So is it going to be canceled? I don't know. I mean, the, the student loan um, juggernaut, it's like, you know, a trillion dollars. And if they were to just cancel that debt and just say, okay, you're good. There's a bubble and it's very similar to the bubble that we had in 2008 when uh, we had the housing collapse, we could have an education collapse around just the cancellation of this debt. So, um, I think that could be the final nail in the coffin of the American economy. If, if they do that, um, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, we go forward. So thank you for listening. Go find yourself a nurse, like nurse Pearl. To whisper sweet nothings to you in your time of need and uh, keep laughing.